And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to a second Memphis edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast. 1-1 series. Very interesting two games here for several reasons. Obviously, the biggest long-term news for the Warriors tonight is Gary Payton. The second has a fractured elbow. Happened on a very early first quarter play where Dylan Brooks uh, from behind, you know, whacks him in the head, sends him off balance, crashes hard, breaks his left elbow. By the way, his shooting elbow. Uh, They'll know more after an MRI tomorrow, but... You know, you take a step back, and yes, the series is now 1-1, and, and, and they don't really have the guy they need to deal with, John Morant, but even looking down the line in a potential Phoenix series and, and, and beyond, this is just a massive loss for them. Yeah, that's that that's huge. He's, um, you know, they, they, they're going small, and one of the reasons they can do that is because they feel like they can defend at that level, and that's GP, you know, that's GP too, that's... Up front, Draymond in the back. Uh, and obviously, Draymond, uh, John Morant going off for 18 in the fourth quarter. It's just like, that's the life that's waiting for the Warriors without Gary Payton. It's the guys getting getting you know off the dribble, getting where they want. So, yeah, that was a, that's a huge loss. I think even more importantly, it's terrible for GP, who, uh, you know, man, he's been waiting for this his whole life. You know, he worked, he worked, he worked been in the G League forever, finally gets a shot, earns a rotation spot, and gets in the playoffs and is doing well. Starting in this series. Yeah, and and now, you know, And he's not he's a young out. man. He's not a young, you know, was he 28? Yeah. So, like, I wrote about it, and I, I really was, I talked to Kerr afterwards, too, and he's clearly emotionally hit by this. You know, this probably changes Gary Payton's life. Like, you know, I mean, the money he's going to make, the career he's going to have, um, you know, he he can still make it, still be in the NBA, but this changes this offseason for sure. Uh, and I think they're hit by that. And the other thing I wrote about in my column is that, like, now they got to be all offense, right? This is their offense. This is what they finished with the five best offensive players they got, if, if you count Draymond as a facilitator. And they were mad that the offense didn't do so well. Like, you know, John Morant's going to beat them if they don't have Gary Bain in a second. They feel fine, not fine with that. They feel okay with that if they've got their guys running around like they did against Denver uh, in the in that series, games one and two, but really haven't seen it too much since. And then they did not look good offensively in the last four minutes. And what are the what are the Warriors? Execute in the final four minutes to win playoff games. That's what we've seen. That's what they did in game one. Uh, did not do it and rush shots. We can break it down, but it's the combination. Like if they're going to lose GP two, they've got to be like super on offense because they're already small. Now they're small and they're not as good on defense. It's just got to be all out offense, and they did not see it. I think that was it was you know the the Peyton injury is by far the biggest hit, but emotionally and structurally for the way. But it's also wait a minute. No, we still should have won this game offensively, and they didn't do it. 
7 of 38 from 3, 18%. They had, you know, they'd been really hot in the playoffs. Their worst three-point shooting game to this point in the playoffs was 35% from three. Um, you know, they this was their second worst shooting night of the entire season. They had a 17% night against the Mavericks. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of looks, even open looks at times, like Steph Curry could have hit. I remember a Jordan Poole wide open three off a of Memphis breakdown that he Wiggins missed. had one, you know, but again, you know, it's supposed to be Steph and Clay, right? That's who it's supposed to be, and it wasn't. And you know, I think about that. John Moran has had as many three pointers five as Steph and Clay had combined. And Steph and Clay both would had like thirty three attempts combined, something like that. Um, it was unimpressive from like what they are now. They're back to Steph and Clay and Jordan pull obviously as as the third man in. But man, you were just. This is who they are. I think that was beginning. The, this isn't. They're not going to be able to throw other funky things in there. This is who they are, and and they have to win these games. They still are very much fine in the series, but I think that hit them a little bit to see that that group not do it. And you know they have some. This is the whole thing is built to target a weak defensive player, right? That's the whole thing. You put three perimeter players out there. You can't hide Jaw on somebody because he was guarding Otto Porter. You put pool in for Porter, it's supposed to be able to light him up, and it just didn't happen. Even one of the seven makes was a Steph Curry bank three. <laughs> um, and there were some air balls, too. Like, this was, like, a really off shooting night. Yeah, and it, but it wasn't just, you know, this random occurrence where they didn't make shots. You know, part of it is Memphis's defense. They're playing up on these guys. They're getting their body on guys or chasing people off the line. And the the crazy part is, you know, Steph said they, they were playing like they just wanted the threes to go. But they got to the rim whenever they wanted to. Whenever they decided, they got there. And that's the hole in Memphis defense. And they just weren't disciplined enough to just take it over and over until Memphis stopped it consistently. I, I know they got a couple of weak side blocks, but the answer to that is not to drive. It's to... Find somebody. Yeah, find somebody to kick it to. Uh, but, I mean, even, like, the the last clay three, it was like, you know, they get they get the stop, they rush, and he rushes a three. And it's like everybody was going to the hole at that point. So that that's the interesting part. Uh, Memphis, like, you know, you're talking about Ja making five threes. Like, they're giving him them. They're not giving Steph and Clay threes. They're trying to take them away. And the Warriors were forcing them anyway, even though Memphis is trying to take them away. Wow, the mid range is wide open. the The layups are open. Clay was the driving mid ranges, or at least most of them. I mean, not a couple of those uh, quick, quick ones, but two horrendous mid range shots in the third yeah. quarter. I want to talk about Clay. I mean, to me, he's been the, their worst player in in the first couple of games. Five and nineteen tonight. He's eleven of thirty eight so far in the series, and this is coming off a, a Denver series where he's. 51% overall, 46% from three. He had that game four in Denver where it was four dribbles for his 32 points. Everything was catch and shoot, catch and go. Like, you know, really smart Clay Thompson offense. He's gone back. Like, he's dribbling a ton in this series. He's uh, He had one pull-up three tonight that as it's leaving his hand, he's already telling the bench, my bad for that <laughs> shot. And then he, 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 the ones he's met in the mid range that Tim's talking about is third quarter. Memphis is going on a run. He goes one on four in transition after like it was like four offensive rebounds. Yes, yes. And, but they still stopped. And they ended up still getting stopped. a stop. Yeah. yeah, they ended up getting a stop. And he goes one on four and then takes it like a 
14 foot leaning baseline fade with it was one and then just four Memphis. Yep. Uh, you know, nobody was in position I, to offensive like rebound. even like came close to half court. He was like, okay, oh my God, he's going to shoot that. So I'm going to stay here. What, what was even crazier then it, he misses. Memphis comes down. And it was 65 61 when he misses that. Memphis comes down, hits a three, 68 61. He goes and takes the same shot. <laughs> The next possession now misses it again, leaning. You know, it's the type of shot that when it was getting awkward in his first month back, remember, where it was like, yeah, I mean, the the you know delight of the Clay Thompson return has kind of faded a little bit, and it's time to start looking at his shooting percentages and usage rates and all that. He has looked like that player through two Memphis games, and that is probably their biggest offensive problem right now. I think maybe some of this unspoken is. Clay, you know, it was incredible that you, you would shoot like that, even with Steph and, and Kevin Durant. Well, you really have to do it with Jordan Poole. Like, you just got, at some point, if you're not shooting the jumpers, move the ball to Jordan because he is now option number two without a question. And sometimes he's option number one, even with Steph on the floor. So I don't know how they had that conversation. It's You still want Clay. I mean, you, you know, what do you say? Don't shoot. You know, you have to say keep shooting. But – it's it's the quality of shot. It's the patience you exert, and frankly, it, who would they rather have shooting a crazy shot right now, Clay Thompson or or Jordan Poole? It's not even close. It's not even close. No, it's not. And to me, it's it's just you you see him. He's trying to like summon Game Six Clay, right? He's like, no, this is me in this road environment. Like, how do we win a game like this? Like, I get nuclear. So let me get nuclear. And wasn't wasn't Steph talking about Clay, right? I mean, he didn't say my name, but like, we're all thinking that we're going to make one and going to the dam's going to break. That's what we're thinking. Talking about Clay. I mean, I'm sure Steph thinks about himself, but you know, Steph actually, you know, maybe does do that. But you just can't shoot yourself at this moment in this point in his career. Clay can't quite do that. They just shoot himself into this. It's got, he's got to make one to, in order to get the two others right after that. Uh, and I think they're kind of going to wait through that, going to look at film, they're going to like talk about it, and they got a lot of time, and maybe Clay feels a little more comfortable about moving the ball around a little bit in game three, Chase. You know, there's another way to do it. It's old school. Some of my Jim Barnett expertise here. Bench him? Get to the free throw line. Yeah, Jeez. Well, I mean, but the thing is, Clay had one Clay was one of two on the from the free throw line in the Denver series when he was playing great offensively. Clay Thompson doesn't go get to the free throw line. Clay Thompson just needs to take catch and shoot smart threes. Like that's it. Yeah, yeah but I mean the way they're playing that that that's just a little bit difficult. I think that's the problem. But I'm just saying Clay doesn't yeah. Clay's not going to go muscle his way to the free throw line. You don't want him attacking the rim. Then you're like then he's doing off the dribble stuff that hey, you don't want. New Clay should be doing that. That should be part of his game, right? Like get Bigger get it. Clay. Bigger, Bigger Clay, muscle, get inside, throw play. a pump fake. They're jumping at everything. They're trying to swipe everything. Like, that's just a solution that he could use. Like, two Again, dribbles and, and, and option, and option, or at least a dribble and draw the defense and move it a little bit. Um, but, like, yeah, there's no option about pulling him out. Like, they, they're running out of players now. I mean, I, I think Slater and I both raised our eyebrows when, when Kerr brought up Iguodala, maybe. It's like, what? You're, wait a minute, you're, gonna, you're counting on him? And he didn't say he was counting on him, but. They could really use him. They could well, really would, use him tonight, no question. I would say what was interesting about that comment was he, was, he wasn't asked, like, hey, how's Andre doing for game three? He was asked, like, what are some potential answers for Morant now that Peyton is probably out for the playoffs or at least his series? And he said, well, Andre. Like, it was the first thing he mentioned. And you know what? Andre can help. You know, he's not going to laterally stay with Morant, but we all know who 
what he is even at his age as a defender. Um, but like you said, that's that that that, that can't deep, be. That was a pull. That was a deep pull. It's like, oh, okay, wait a minute, because you don't even I know you know if Andre can be healthy by Saturday or whenever, and how long he can be healthy, even if he gets back for one of those games. Uh, but that's where they are. I mean, you know, this deep, 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 deep team is suddenly not that deep. It's what happens. Um, but. Like, they are running on a little bit of, like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? I mean, is Moses Moody going to play? Kamingo's going to have to play. It's like really been, it's been Damian Lee in that spot. Yeah, been, and he's, he's been, been he's okay. Been he's been fine. He's not a guy that you're going to go, okay, fourth quarter, go go guard John Morant. <laughs> I would just say he's ahead of Moody on the pecking yes, order like for that. sure. Um, and, you know, look, it's going to be a lot of Wiggins. We'll probably start on him. I think, and I think they probably will go to it at some point, Draymond Green on Morant. To open Kaminga, possessions. Kaminga played some on Morant, by the way, a little bit. Didn't you know? wasn't great at it, but they're going to throw a lot of different people at it. And, and they're going to have to. I would like to ask Marcus about this. You could just go double him, get it out of his hands early in the possession, particularly in the fourth quarter. He scores their final, I think, you know, 18 or so. I know he had 18 in the last 6-11. What, what should be done, particularly in crunch time, when Morant's got the ball up top? Yeah, especially when he's rolling like that, you double him. They have no Dylan Brooks. They're not playing Tyus, their backup point guard. Who's who's creating a play after that? Desmond Jaren. Bain can't move. He yeah. cannot move. Jaron Jackson is out of the game. Zaire Williams. He's he's a finisher. Yeah. He'll finish it, but somebody, if you get it out of Jaws' hands yeah. early enough, somebody's got to create a shot. Dylan Brooks. Dylan he's not. He wasn't there. That's he probably won't be there in game three. Won't be there game three. That's what I'm saying. Like trap Ja. Like trap him a half court, dude. Give him the Steph treatment. And make who is their Draymond in that situation? Who's their Jordan Poole? Make those guys yeah, make yeah, a it's play. Been Dylan Brooks, but yeah, I don't know if it's Dylan Brooks now. And even even if he's not suspended, but like tonight he wasn't on the court. Yep. Like Desmond Bain can't move. Tyus was on the other bench. De'Anthony Melton was spotted up in the corner. Like you got to live with those guys beating you at that point instead of hoping uh, that you know maybe John misses because some of those switches that they were easily allowing, by the way. You know, they got Wiggins on them. They come get a screen, switch, and then stretch it out. And it's like, okay, Jordan Poole, stay in front of him. Okay, Otto Porter, stay in front of him. It's not happening. They're just hoping job misses. They were doubling once he got in the lane, but it's probably no too late. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's too late. It's too late. They were using Draymond as the, as the, as the helper, but that's too late. Half court, get the ball out of his hands. Make somebody else make a play. Like, he's rolling like that, and they've seen it. This yeah. is, that was the play-in over yeah, again. That was the play-in all over yeah. again. You know he's going to be doing that, um, you know, and chase again. So late, not only you know they had Wiggins guarding him, and I, at this point again, Wiggins is kind of the primary defender. But they were doing a lot of bringing Pool's guy up and targeting Pool oh, yeah. at the end. And I just the other thing, the words were too easily switching that. Like so just easy. I hate, and I, I, this is league wide. It's become such a pan or you know an epidemic. Uh, the soft switching where it's like you just let the team get whatever matchup they want. Where, you know, it's like Jaws bringing up the screen, and then right when they touch, they allow the switch. Jaws not even, like, going. It's not like a scramble switch where you got to do it. He just, thank you for that switch. All right, now, for five seconds. And he's, like, pulling it out, backing up. That's what I mean. If he's pulling it out, just switch yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you know who doesn't do this soft switch? Gary Payton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he doesn't, yeah. doesn't, yeah. doesn't do the soft switch. You, you know, to me, you got to put length on Ja just because he's going to – like contort his way into a shot he's gonna jump and then he's gonna hang and he knows how to make those shots and you just gotta have somebody who's long enough to get a hand up 
right? That's all. Like Draymond, Draymond, like Clay Draymond, did, like, yeah. well, like Clay did, and at the yeah. end of game one. But uh, it's tough. He's he's really, and you know, he he hit that lefty one over Draymond in the fourth quarter. It was unbelievable. It was an incredible shot. But yeah, the 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 give up on the switch is like if. Uh, did he like? Did Jordan get like four of his fouls guarding John? I was like, it just seemed like every time he switched on a job, it was a foul, and sometimes a bucket and a foul, and he's not there yet. And, and some part of the switching defense is we think every one of our guys is good enough to play these guys, and then that might not be true, especially in that matchup. Um, so we'll see. I mean, you know, it's one-one. Plenty of time for adjustments. You know, you know, there's going to be on both sides with three days off, right? I mean, automatically there's going to be adjustments, but. Um, they are running out of some. I just think at some point they're just going to roll out that, you know, they're going to roll out their, their small lineup and say, okay, we're just going to outscore you. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, I mean, that will be the starting lineup in game three at this point with no Peyton. Um, I mean, started, could started, go back to the start of the third quarter, but back to Looney, yeah. by the way, you're right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't yeah. uh, confirm that the start of the third quarter was the first time that group had played in the series. So, um, and, and, and they closed with it and I, I'll look up the plus minus at some point. I'm a little tired right now, but, um, you know, they got to go. Those are their best five guys by a lot right now. They are. And you're going to win or lose with those guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Iguodala, like, it will hint from Kerr at least <laughs> allows the idea of if he looks decent in a game three, he could close with him. Um, but interesting one. What about um, JTA? Yeah, you thought I don't about, think Yeah, but so. with JTA with Draymond, then your offense is Might as well just go loony at that Yeah. I think Kaminga is a better shot at it just because he gives you something offensively. I don't, yeah, I mean, he don't – I feel like Kaminga can do it. Yeah, I think Kaminga's going to get more and Kuminga more minutes. Kaminga should be getting, like, yeah. 20 minutes in the series. Yeah, he, he's just – I think he might – should get 15 every series from now on. Just just he gives him different stuff. You're down players. You can't count on Iguodala. You're down GP2. <laughs> I mean, it just – Kerr's not going to go to a seven-man, eight-man rotation. So you get that extra guy. That Kaminga's that guy. Uh, and Otto Porter would really help more <laughs> if he could just hit a jumper. He cannot hit a jumper anymore <laughs> to save his life, right? It's, and he's still like he's, he's still plus, plus, yeah, plus sixteen. Well, he's like you know. We uh, let me look at what it finished at. But the Warriors, f- 
I won the rebounding battle again, 52-47, 14 offensive rebounds. That is now 30 offensive rebounds in two games. Otto Porter and Andrew Wiggins, to me, are the two biggest parts of that. Well, every 50-50 ball, you see Otto Porter in there. just tipping it around. The one tip out he get had to Steph. For the three, um, like that's huge, and at six foot nine, it's really important. Although, as we say, like he is not going to make a jump shot. He's just not going to. Which do is it. like yeah, you know, beginning stunning. of the year, like yeah. that's what he was. It was like, well, he's going to make the jumper. Can he help elsewhere? Now it's just that's just it's <laughs> abandoned him. Yes, it has. You know, another thing I think they should probably do more of, and they you know they do all these long actions to get to the point, but. Like the one, attack Ja, attack Ja. Like they're attacking Jordan Poole whenever they go at Ja. They I mean, maybe even they get want. him into foul trouble. Yeah, whenever they go, at ja, forget just, all this. Just causes so much havoc because Memphis has to switch around everything to try to get Ja off the ball. Uh, and he was guarding Jordan Poole. He, at the end, he was guarding Jordan Poole. I mean, I kind of like that matchup. If I'm the Warriors, don't love it the other way. But I like, you know, it's one of those like, if he's going to be doing that, you got to score on him. You got to go get him. I and mean, Steph even said that, right? It's like we kind of gave Jaw a break by not like, you know, they never want to say because he's so bad defensively. But that's what they're saying. Just go get him. Every go time. You know, pick him. Pick him out and go get him. But I think one of the issues is they're doing the come down, set the screen, get it back, hand off, and do it. And then by the time Draymond wants you to you know, circle around that, me, there's like seven seconds left, and now he could just go all out, right? He could just I'm a pressure real hard. He caught Wiggins one time. Wiggins is trying to pace it. He gets him stri- like just go straight to him. Like no none of the here here I come, Ja, right, and make him have to play defense for four quarters. Then. I mean, he's an incredible athlete. Like, he's young, so I don't know how tired he gets, but there were some times he was looking tired in this game. And he got his rest, and then he came back in the fourth quarter, and he had some legs, but they just stopped going at him, you know. And to me, you just can't do that. That's how Minnesota kept that series close. Anthony Edwards was like, hey, where's number 12? (laughs) I'm coming for you, and the Warriors need somebody like that. The one thing this member was like, oh, God, you know, that that – Grizzlies bench, you know, they were there seven and two when seventeen and two when Jaw was out, and they played great in in the uh, Minnesota series. They cannot play without him in this series. Like he is mandatory for for them in this series because the other guys aren't scoring, the other guys are not dynamic enough, well, and and Brandon Clark isn't going to score fourteen, you know, against the Warriors. It's just it, not going to happen. It, to me, it continues to fly a little under the radar, but like Desmond Bain. Like the, Taylor Jenkins is talking tonight, like really hoping that these next three days off gets Desmond Bain right because if if you haven't watched Memphis much this season, you probably like well that's just like he's just a random two guard that's not that good. He's floating around like he is a really yeah he yeah. Yeah. and he is just not himself at all. And like Except that one three after it was the a four three, offensive yeah. rebounds and then the clay bad miss and then he got the offensive rebound takes the dribble out and just turns around and hits the three. It's like by far his best play. I went, well, maybe he's feeling better, and then he didn't really do anything but else. But, I mean, if you're down there, like, a couple times he fell to the ground, and he's like, ah, come on, come over here and help me up. And, like, we knew there was a lot of buzz pregame he might not play. Uh, and, you know, he's got the heat pack on his back during the – like, I don't know, to me that seems like something that might keep lingering. And, uh, you know, that's a huge factor in this series. Iso and him. Going yeah. at him. I think Going they need a little him. bit of that. You know, he's big, so it's like he's not a guy you can just shoot right over. Jaw, like – it was a couple of times like they, they sometimes you can act like he doesn't even exist. You just turn around and you shoot because he's not there. Uh, he's there, but he's not there. But yeah, I mean, again, one one. They they could have won this game. Uh, I think Memphis can say, listen, we 
we won the game and we didn't have Dylan Brooks. You know, like you know, this series yeah. should be one one. These are yeah. two just like yeah. like super tight games. Um, you know, and then the emotion like that's like a second straight game where the Warriors are like seething. You know, I wrote all about seething, so I shouldn't use that word. But like game one, obviously they were upset with the officiating, upset with the Draymond flagrant, and this one is all about Dylan Brooks. It's just like. These are these were these were emotional games for them. I mean, I, it is a good thing there's three days off at some point because, and there's a lot to kind of sleep off, a lot to kind of like just get past it and start again in game three. You know, to me, the NBA set a pretty pretty uh, easy precedent for this Dylan Brooks foul with the Grayson Allen foul on Caruso in the middle of the season, undercut him. Caruso falls. Caruso breaks his wrist. Uh, Grayson Allen gets one game. I'd expect one game suspension probably for for Dylan Brooks, cemented by the fact that you now know like Gary Payton is seriously hurt. Yeah, if, uh, I feel like the Warriors should get to choose if they <laughs> oh they want him or not. <laughs> yeah, it's like hey, you could you know it's like a in 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 the NFL where you could decline a penalty. <laughs> they want they might want Dylan Brooks on the court uh, like. The Anthony Milton and Zaire Williams are pretty good. They're far more under control. They play in the flow. Would they be better on the road? Like you know, yeah, it's like we'll see. I like them both as players, but uh, Dylan Brooks is a tested player. I've said I've liked him. He's been terrible in this series. (laughs) He has been bad. Wasn't so great in the previous one either. But um, yeah, it's he's going to get suspended, and we'll see if Zaire can he hit those shots at Chase Center. Like can he can he do that? In, in important moments when he's not at home and feeling great. Maybe he can. He's going to have them. They're going to give him those shots. There's no quite As Warriors collapse on Ja, if he's out there with Ja, those shots are there. Uh, and I think the Warriors will see. Okay, go ahead. Let's see if you can make them. I mean, they made 33s in these two games. Like, that's that's not Memphis basketball, yeah. right? So Well, yeah, again, the, but the Warriors are just, like, hand-delivering hand them. And, you know, Jaron Jackson obviously had the huge game one fouled out. Jaron Jackson finally came through for you, yeah, huh, your yeah. boy? Five. Three of 14 and a foul out for Jaron Jackson. <laughs> first and one, and then after that, not so much. He had a couple of nice rim-protecting moments. Well, he was tough for the Warriors to score on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like they every time they would get in there, to be an arm flying out. And who the hell? Okay, that was Jaron Jackson. Like, that's what the Grizzlies do. They just have that athleticism. We've talked about it all year. Like, they just have that Milton help had defense. had a block, and I thought it was Jaron yeah, Jackson. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I thought he was fouled out. <laughs> um, Draymond's night. He gets hit in the el- with an elbow from Xavier Tillman, goes to the locker room, double birds the crowd, which is booing at him, um, and tells the world he's just fine with that fine post game. Pretty funny post game. How much does he make? How much does he make? $25 million a year. Okay. And said he'll make an appearance. He wasn't even talking about the $25 million he's making. He said, I'll That's make right. an appearance and just earn it back. back. Yeah. Um, I was swollen very noticeably during the game. You could tell he was kind of having trouble seeing. Um, a lot of turnovers. I think he finished with four or five. Just, you know, in bad ones. Ball's just kind of slipping out of his hands. Generally, you know, plays good, gets the sixth foul on Jaron Jackson. What did you just think of his night, including his post game, which was more curt than usual? Curt? Look at that. Yeah. No, he was definitely, like, I do feel like Draymond has to play better for them to get a better start. Like, he, those early turnovers where he's trying to thread the needle and pass ahead, like, you just, they got to cut that out against Memphis just to get a good start because each of these games they've been behind. So, and Chase, you, you, those got those got to be shots. Uh, just because you want to get a good start, but generally speaking, I think he's playing okay. Uh, 
he wasn't as aggressive going in tonight, but I think that was because of his eye. Even I there was one moment where Ja was went on him and looked like he's pointing his eye, like he can't see, like he can't see me. Maybe I was. <laughs> Or that might have been the moment where Jaw literally couldn't see. Yeah, it was well, the end of the quarter. Jaw was yeah, having was, issues yeah. seeing. It was a weird game. It was. It was. It Jaw is in the corner. It's like I can't see. Give, I'm not going to shoot right now. It was at the end of the half or whatever the hell. It was hilarious. It was, like, yeah, end of the third quarter. Third, like, that was right in front of us. Yeah, don't throw it to me. Do not throw it to me. Uh, but I think it must have been a contact issue. Uh, but it was. It was wild down there. Yeah. They they just need Draymond to take something away defensively, and. But but I mean, to the Warriors' advantage, he hasn't really played this series, yeah. right? Not like to full capacity. Either oh, he was getting ejected or he was playing with like a half an eye. So I mean, how many minutes has he played uninhibited? Like you know, what was crazy is like that all all of the the shit that happened happened within like four minutes of the game start. <laughs> it was yeah. like. Yeah. When Peyton gets injured and then Draymond's in the locker room, it's like eight to one, and it's just like eight fifty on the clock. You're just like, what? Did Peyton Did shoot the free throws? By the way, yes. Did I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I, was, I missed that. I was like thinking about something else, like thinking about you know, is he hurt or not? But he, and the he shot first the free throws. One yeah. was Wolf, like really short, barely hit the front yeah. rim. And he made the second, second one, and he was really made. shaking yeah. the elbow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm just saying. I mean, he might. I, he might play with that thing. Uh, what's well, it's up to Rick Celebrate? Yeah, yeah, who knows? You talk about Peyton. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was, even just dribble right handed. <laughs> so I, I was talking to, I w- you know, I will say, and, and Tim was there. It, you know, they announced post game that, and there was like some unknown during the game about like you know the inconclusive X rays. They clearly want a lot more information on this MRI because MRI is like much more three D imaging, and that'll come tomorrow. But it was a. Ritter kind of was like, well, you know, yeah, like, you know, I wouldn't say it's for sure going to be some long term. I'm like, wait till the MRI, basically. Like, they're announcing fractured wrist, which screams season over, basically. But, or fractured elbow. Oh, well, yeah. But, like you said, like, the, he is the type of guy that, like, will gladly at this stage of his career go play through any uh, pain he can. Now, they're going to learn in the next few days, like, if this is even an injury that's possible to yeah. play on. My guess would be no. Elbow but. is tough. Oh, like there's shooting elbow. Yeah, yeah. like it's it's just, like that's tough. I mean, they all wear them sleeves yeah, because Iverson had the elbow bursitis <laughs> and he played with it. Bursitis, put a sleeve, a little on. different than a fracture. Well, I mean, again, maybe it's one of those spider fractures, yeah, but those hairline. hurt. Those hurt too. So, but uh, yeah. pain. He like this yeah. is the type of player it's who pain, pain is yeah. fine. It's like maybe how you hold on to the ball where you can swipe at the ball. Well, well for certain, right? Yeah. The the the. Three for three from three, and like we saw in Denver, that's not those, those are probably <laughs> out, right? <laughs> those are probably out. Right? How are they going to defend him then if they're giving him the three now? <laughs> before this, uh, who knows? You know, maybe they, you know, they want the mystery of him. Maybe at some point they could throw him out there. I don't know. It doesn't cost them anything. They just keep him. You know, he's on the roster. So uh, we'll see. Like one of those, think, you I know, the it. linebackers that they like shatter their hand and they just put a club on and they're still out there making yeah, tackles. Yeah. Out there with a cast on. Like, Swipe, bam. Oops. With the little arm stand right here. Like, I'm guarding John. Ja. I still got him. I still got him. I'm not switching. I'm not switching. Uh, it will be interesting. This eyes like what a wild couple of days here, man. It was wild. It feels like we've been here for and two just, weeks. Yeah, and just like Memphis in general is kind of a wild place to be. This FedEx Forum is just like buried next to Beale Street, and like the crowds are great. The 
just you know some of the music they play in the between timeouts and it this is this is a good series this is a good playoff basketball yeah, yeah, it feels like crunk, the western yeah. conference finals like it's what it feels like to me maybe it's just because houston's sort of like this but it feels like this is not the second round it's not the se- game two of the second round it feels much deeper than, than that but here we are the uh the 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 for, before the game with uh you know uh ja, a, T and uh and Dale Curry. So apparently there was a a tweet somebody was saying like, Oh, you guys are on T Morant well and Ja retweeted it. Like apparently they're going after his father. I don't understand that. Like T Morant seems like the coolest dude in the building to be. Like he's part of the whole ambiance of the yeah, scene, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like we don't it's know. A great we don't thing. we haven't been yeah. we haven't felt it. We don't know. So, all right. Well, we'll talk to you from game. Th- Actually, we're probably going to do a plus, minus, a plus minus in between. So, yeah, maybe Thursday, Friday. We'll do a plus minus. Talk to you then.